This is Uptime with Douglas. For over 55 years, Douglas has provided customers with high-quality, automated packaging solutions for paperboard, corrugated, and shrink film. Join us as we talk with the experts and dive into the challenges and solutions faced by customers in the secondary packaging industry. Hello and welcome to Uptime, brought to you by Douglas Machine. I'm your host, James Kent, and today we're talking beverage packaging, variety packaging specifically. To gain some perspective and insights on this topic and the best way to achieve the results you're looking for if your brand wants to move to variety packaging for beverages, I have a couple of guests joining me who should be able to provide some great information. First, I have Todd Welker. He's a beverage sales manager at Douglas Machine. Todd, how are you doing today? Doing well, James. Thanks for having us. And next up, I have Mike Uphoff. He's also a beverage sales manager at Douglas Machine. Mike, how are you today? Uh, We are doing well, James, and thank you for the opportunity to discuss beverage variety packs. Certainly. Uh, Big first question, guys. I'm familiar with variety snacks packs for chips and stuff that I buy uh, for my kids' lunches, but until recently, I don't remember seeing variety packages for beverages. Why was that? Was the technology not available to make this happen, or was it too costly for manufacturers? Provide me with the big picture. There, there have been variety packs in the brewing industry for some time, uh, primarily in glass bottles. Uh, as the market shifts from glass to cans, it, it actually enables our producers to run higher speeds, uh, more, more and more different varieties, and do so at a at a uh, uh, better efficiency than they've done in the past. Uh, especially with the advent of all the new products coming out, flavored malt beverages, FMBs, RTD cocktails, seltzers, etc. Uh, those products are driven, their sales are driven by variety packs. So more and more folks are looking to get into that than who have done it in the past. Uh, As you have different producers getting into that variety pack market, obviously the technology needs to evolve depending upon what the different producers are looking for for their outputs. So what's different now? Uh, And what are you up to at Douglas Machine that is making it possible to do variety packs and beverages? Well, James, really, uh, you know, we're, we're innovating along with our customers to meet their speed and autom- automation requirements. Uh, not everybody requires high-speed solutions, so we continue to offer low-speed, low-cost systems for those whose, whose needs are more moderate. Uh, labor cost and availability of labor also play a large factor in these equations with our customers. If someone is considering beverage variety pack offerings for their brand, what, what do they need to know? Well, they need to understand what their justifications are for variety pack automation in terms of output requirements, labor cost and availability, what the VP formats are they need, and what their budgets can support. Well, I imagine when competitors start offering variety packs, naturally, you'll want to do so too, right? But making that a reality in a cost-effective manner could prove challenging. So walk me through what people need to know and what must they keep in mind about their manufacturing setups to make this a reality? Sure. I think first they need to understand what formats are their customers demanding? What labor costs can be absorbed? Mm -hmm. What floor space is available? What capital is available? And what internal logistics look like for getting donor product and or the WIP product to the VP line, which is typically in a, uh, a secondary warehouse location and whatnot. So, and also, what kind of staffing and what kind of technology do they have and are they able to support? 
you just mentioned uh, labor. So how do labor considerations factor into variety packaging for beverages? And does it differ depending on the size and scope of the company and manufacturing setup? Uh, what, what do you need to know there and understand? Well, all those are good points to bring up. Specifically today, in, in today's modern world with, with pandemics and with people not being able to work and not wanting to work, labor availability is a big, big hurdle for a lot of companies. So the more the more units of labor that an organization needs to effectively run a variety pack line or any packing line for that matter, if they can't get those those units of labor to do what they need to do on the lines, you're essentially idling the entire packing line. So that's, that's a big driver for a lot of folks in determining what level of automation uh, is justifiable. Historically, the justification process is literally based on the labor costs now it's more and more based on labor availability as opposed to just costs. Projects right now with labor are being justified simply about keeping the lines running as opposed to how much labor costs can be saved. It's, it's a, quite a different dynamic than it was uh, years ago. Mm. One of the unique things that we do here at Douglas is we pay close attention to the technology needed to reduce that labor and more, more cleanly automate lines. Historically, robotics have been the driver for, for that type of a solution. Yeah. We've actually steered away from robotics oh. in our variety pack lines. As Mike mentioned, many of these lines go into a warehouse environment where the labor is not as, they have a different skill set than you would on a canning or a, or a bottling line. So we want to keep that as, as simple technology as possible. Introducing robotics to that can be uh, a challenge now because now you have to find for that particular location a better trained person in automation and robotics. Mm. What is the education factor like with customers? Do you find customers coming to you who want to start doing variety beverage packs but have very little idea what's involved? And, and on the flip side, do you run into any situations where a customer tried to do it but found they were getting bogged down in processes that were so far from optimized that it wasn't making any sense from a profitability standpoint, and now they're they're coming to you for help? Yeah, great, great, great question, James. Um, really, the knowledge of variety pack automation really varies throughout the industry with our customers. Uh, we have organizations that are very aware of what they want and what they need, and there are other organizations that really need some technical guidance um, and, a, and a trusted advisor to step in and really help educate them on the various types of automation levels that may fit their budget and or their organization. So every discuss discussion we have with potential customers really starts with an educational process, kind of walking them through the very basics of automation all the way up to higher levels of automation with more costs associated with those, those levels of uh, automation and technology. And really, as, we, as we're talking to them, uh, we're making sure they are clear what the differences are with the different systems and the level of automation and what the associated, associated costs are, as well as the pros and cons for them. To add to that a little bit, uh, it, it's kind of interesting uh, case study that we've had with one of our first Variety Pack customers. And, and the progression of the way they entered the canned Variety Pack market was very unique. They started with a basically a handload partner which would do one to two cartons per minute mm. using 16 units of labor. And while, of course, that was very high, got them entered into the market, they then automated with a small cartoner company, which would do 10 cartons per minute with the same level of automation. This is when they came to Douglas and said, hey, we understand your automation capabilities. Yeah. Where, where do we go from here? We then progressed that from a 10-minute to a 35-carton-per-minute solution, 
which then progressed to a hundred minute solution <laughs> and then to 150 carton per minute solution. So there's a wide range of different product lines within the, the variety pack arsenal uh, of Douglas machine. And quite frankly, they were all driven and developed because of our customers' needs. Wow. That's fantastic. Uh, gentlemen, we're closing in on uh, our time for today, but it's been great information so far. And before we wrap up, I, I wanted to get any last thoughts from you both on the topic at hand. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say on beverage variety packaging, what's involved, uh, things to know or consider before we go? Sure. Uh, I'll talk to that a little bit. Uh, as I mentioned, the, the progression of the Douglas variety pack systems has shown a, a level of different standard product offerings. Those standard product offerings can obviously be customized according to the end user's requirements. So whether it's cans in cartons, which go back into the trays, or it's PET bottles that go into a film-only package, uh, whatever the, the end users are looking for, we've got the tools in our arsenal and we can put them together to craft a specific variety pack solution for them. Uh, again, cans, PET bottles, glass bottles, uh, whatever our customers are looking for, we've got the pieces put together for it. I'll just add, I think one of the rewarding aspects uh, being in the positions that we are uh, selling to our customers out there is really the educational process with variety pack lines. Uh, I know Todd and I have really uh, gained a lot of education uh, in this aspect of automation over the last three to four years. Uh, so it's been real fun uh, just talking to customers and work in, in working through the, uh, the lower levels to the higher levels of automation. All right. Todd Welker, Beverage Sales Manager, and Mike Opoff, Beverage Sales Manager at Douglas Machine. It was a real pleasure. Thank you, James. Thanks, James. I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us today on Uptime, brought to you by Douglas Machine. Make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay up to date on all things secondary packaging. We'll be back with another great episode before you know it. But until then, I'm James Kent saying so long, and let's talk again soon.